are listening to episode number 30 of The Love Noteworthy Show. Welcome to The Love Noteworthy Show, the guide to creating a business, brand, and life you love, taken from the lessons of female entrepreneurs, influencers, game changers, and change makers who have already made it happen. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Love Noteworthy Show. I'm so grateful to be talking today about taking massive action in your business, brand, and life, and particularly excited because our guest today, let me tell you, I've been fangirling hard on her for the last three years. So Danielle Moss is one of the co-founders of TheEveryGirl.com, and this is a site that's been around for about three years, and I have known about it and been following it since it's launched. If you haven't heard of it before, you definitely need to check it out, but be prepared to spend a couple of hours going through all of their amazing content. Now, The Every Girl really focuses on career-driven women, um, as well as has a, lo- a number of lifestyle elements on the site, and all of the visuals are so beautiful and just phenomenal, and I am blown away that I have had the opportunity to talk to Danielle in the episode today because I am such a huge fan. Fan. Now, in the episode, we are going to be talking all about taking massive action. Essentially, Danielle went from living in Los Angeles, picking up everything, not knowing anyone, and moving to Chicago, starting her own business, uh, learning to essentially do graphic design all self taught when she had formerly done a degree in sociology. And created or co-created a website that has grown to have literally hundreds of thousands of fans and probably millions of views every month. And so I am absolutely blown away to be able to speak with her today and so excited to be able to share her message with you. So without any more discussion, why don't we dive into this week's episode of the Love Noteworthy show all about how to take massive action in your business, brand and life. Today we are going to be talking about taking massive action in your business, brand, and life from none other than Danielle Moss, one of the co-founders of TheEveryGirl.com. So Danielle graduated from the University of California, Santa Barbara, with a degree in sociology. She spent the first half of her 20s working as a nanny and executive assistant and feeling completely lost. In an effort to document her life and find herself, she started a blog in 2007. Now, after spending hours posting each week, she invested in a copy of Photoshop Elements and redesigned her lifestyle blog, Breakfast at Toast. Other bloggers began to ask for help with their web and graphic design, and before Danielle knew it, she opened her own graphic design studio. With the hopes of taking better photos for her site, she purchased a Canon Rebel. One shoot and graphic design project led to another, and she found herself upgrading to CS5 and a Canon 7D. Now, in... 2010, Danielle pooled her savings and ventured out on her own, leaving Los Angeles for Chicago with a new haircut, new furniture, and dreams of a new life. Knowing no one in the Windy City, she knew that this change would be the adventure of a lifetime and help to shape the person that she would become. For months, she would wake up looking out the window and wondering what she had done, but slowly and surely things fell into place. And today she is a successful entrepreneur that has gone from being uh, relatively unknown to having a a fan following of probably 
tens if not hundreds of thousands um, as well okay. as working <laughs> as well as working with a team of countless editors writers and photographers for her site which by the way is one of Forbes women's 10 best websites for millennial women and top 100 websites for women so thanks so much for being on the show today Danielle of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, now, as I mentioned, what I really wanted to focus on today is uh, really talking about taking some action steps, big and small, um, to take massive action in the different areas of your life. But before we dive into this, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself growing up? What were you like as a child? What were you passionate about in school? How did you go from sociology to design and photography? Give us a rundown. Uh, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> So as a kid, I was very all over the place, which sort of kind of makes sense considering that I'm a little bit all over the place now, but um, I didn't really hone in on this one thing I loved. Um, I loved animals. We had been rescuing since I was really young, so there was that period where I wanted to be a vet, and then I was really cool and got into Legos um, when I was <laughs> probably like 8 to 10-ish, and I would... Like, I never really wanted to follow. I did kind of follow, you know, the instructions, but then I would end up building these, like, big dream homes. And then I started, like, drawing, like, layouts, um, which does make sense since, you know, I love interior design so much. But um, so I was constantly, like, designing dream homes and dream rooms. So I thought I, I thought at one point um, I might be an architect. And so it was kind of, there wasn't that one thing I was passionate about. I was very creative. Mm-hmm. Um and definitely kind of did things my own way, especially in school. I was not a good student. I was not particularly driven, um, but I hadn't found the thing I loved that I wanted to work hard enough for, um, which, you know, looking back, I can see now. So, um, and oh, I did really like photography, actually. I remember we did a, we went on a, a field trip to Sacramento, which um, I want to say it was like, it's great. And I went through six rolls of film in one day. And Sacramento is not, for anyone who lives there, it's great. But, like, it's not a six roll of film kind of place. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, I was just kind of like everything I did, I kind of wanted to do big, and which I do now. So, um, yeah, and passionate about in school, nothing. I did not like school. I was not a good student. I would say that once I got into my major, I was really interested. I found sociology very interesting. I liked that there weren't really exams and we wrote papers instead. Um, And I focused a lot on how the media had changed. Um, So I wrote quite a few papers on that. Like I did an entire, I did like a 12 page paper on how homosexuality um, had evolved in the media since Ellen came out. And it was really interesting and the research was great because it was like watching Will and Grace. Um, But you know, so I'd say like, that I found interesting, but other than that, probably art class. Um, and, and yeah, getting into, to go, going from sociology, uh, I don't know. I just kind of fell into that major and I started my blog and I wanted to make my blog look better. Kind of, you know, basically what you said in the little intro. And, um, and yeah, I just, I just, started playing with it and I you know I think I had enough of an interest in design and enough of an interest in photography and it just kind of just kind of went from there Mm, so all of your design skills that you use today were they self-taught yes but I took so maybe a year or two and I can't remember what year it was 
I signed up for an art one like digital art class at um, at Otis in LA, but it wasn't. It was like three hours, one day a week or two days a week. I can't remember. It was a total of three hours of Photoshop, three hours of InDesign, which I skipped that one because I didn't. I kind of wish I knew InDesign now, but I don't. Um, <laughs> three hours of Illustrator. And I don't know if there was another one. Um, I think there was. And my and I, I worked for this graphic design company for a little bit. But all I really learned there, so I, I did image extraction where, like, let's say you have, like, a still from a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would cut out a plant. And then, like, so I got really good. That was, that was very helpful for my blog because I'm... I can do that very well and very quickly. Um, so, when, you know, gift guides and things like that. But that's really that's really all I did. It was only three months. I didn't last very long because my boss was kind of a nightmare. Um, mm. And he made me cry every day. I, I was like, oh, no. I'm not a big crier, but I would just go sit in my car and cry after work because he was such a bully. Um, but, but yeah, that's really the only training I had. So otherwise, I, I, for the most part, taught myself Google is, you know, great with the stuff um just anything you need to basically don't know how to do uh you just google it and you will find a, a youtube video or something yeah i um, definitely did the so same yeah. thing <laughs> yeah so there's still a lot more i could learn obviously but there always is and uh but you know i know enough to do what i need to do so well yeah. i don't think anybody would ever know cuz your website looks so amazing but anyways we um, actually didn't design our site but a lot of the styling and but, layouts and that sort of thing, you. I mean, yeah, we we do that. Elena does a lot more styling than I do. Mm. Um, but but yeah, we you know we both kind of fell into graphic design. So Elena majored in journalism, um, so that was definitely helpful. And we did we did design round one of the site. But when we redesigned the site, we turned to a web team and had them mm-hmm. do everything. I remember it well. When it relaunched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so after you finished uh, your studies, um, as I mentioned in the introduction, you were an executive assistant and um, did some nannying. So, at what point did you sort of have an epiphany and was like, "I don't want to do this anymore. I need to change," and got up and moved across the country and quit your job and just kind of started anew in a new city? Um, I think so. By that point. I had been, so I moved here, what, August 2010, and I would say the year before is when I started really thinking about it. Um, I just, I wasn't happy, and my job, you know, I really liked it. I was doing a product placement in film, but I went from the office, the, it was a husband and wife team, and they're great people, but she had her third baby, and they, instead of having me go into the office, had me going into her house, which mm. just didn't feel... I really liked the office environment, and then before I knew it, I was, like, picking the kids up, and I just didn't want the job to transition into that, mm. so I quit. Um, and, you know, I started blogging in 2007, and not long after I was was designing blogs for people, but it was like, I mean, I want to say at the beginning, I was charging $30 because I was like, how am I getting paid to do this? This is crazy. (laughs) Um, So, you know, that, that slowly went up and, um, and as, as that grew and I basically always had a wait list, it was just really, it it just, it was a lot of hard work. It it was also very good timing. um, But a lot of, a lot of hard work and just, it just kind of grew to the point where I don't, I couldn't have sustained living on my own with that, with that income. But, 
you know, I lived at home at the time. Um, I had a boyfriend back in LA, so I was kind of back and forth from his place to my mom. So I didn't have my own place, but saving on rent definitely made it easier. Um, mm-hmm. but I was very unhappy living at my mom's house because I was way too old for me to be doing that. Um, just didn't work out. So anyway, I was reading, you know, all of these blogs and I saw all these people who seemed so happy in all these other cities. I was like, I want to move to another city and be happy. LA is just not for me. Um, and it never, it just didn't feel like a place I wanted to be once I returned from Santa Barbara. It just felt kind of soulless to me. Crazy. And that's not to say you can't be very happy in LA. Cause I think you could be happy wherever you want to be. It just didn't feel like the place. It didn't feel like home anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went on this trip and met a couple of my blog friends. Uh, it, it's it, the whole thing's just kind of nuts, but yeah. And I, <laughs> so I flew in at the end of the trip to, Indiana to meet my friend Kelsey, who I had never met before, but we had been talking for a couple of years. I had designed her blog and we became blog friends. Um, <laughs> and the two of us drove to Chicago and I wasn't really planning on leaving here. I just needed to, uh, living here, I mean, sorry. I, I just wanted to go on a fun trip and day two, I got off the train in Lincoln Park and I can't explain it, but I was just like, oh, I'm moving to Chicago. Okay. It was this like, and it was not as simple as that. This was November 2009. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I mean, there were a lot of tears. I was terrified. I didn't want to do it, but I knew I had to. Um, yeah. So I did a one month sublease February 1st to March 15th. The one blogger that my, a friend of mine linked to in Chicago knew someone who was subletting a place. And I, I ended up um, subleasing from her and I was shown around by a, a realtor toward the end of the trip and um, we became friends. So she she invited me to come back and stay with her and look at places. So I did that that spring. Um, and the night I flew in, the Hawks won the Stanley Cup and there were fireworks all over the city. I was like, all right, there's my sign. This is where I'm <laughs> supposed to be. And then, and then eventually, yeah, in August, I moved. And it all kind of felt surreal and terrifying. And there was not this, like, overwhelming piece of I'm doing the right thing. It was more like, holy crap, is this happening? I'm terrified. And I woke up in tears a lot right before the move. But once I got here, it was this moment of this is where I'm supposed to be. And it just felt okay. And I think I, I had, I had just ended a relationship. So I moved here. I was about to turn 28 the following month. And I had met this guy when I was right before my 20th birthday. And it was the only relationship I had ever had. So it was a lot of change. I chopped all my hair off. Um, And just, you know, it, it was a lot, but, and it almost feels looking back at that, like a different life. I'm still me. Um, but it just, yeah. Since then it's crazy to think how much everything's changed. Yeah. I have a very similar story too. Um, in that I obviously didn't move as far as you, but I'm from Victoria, which is kind of close to Vancouver and just sort of close to my 25th birthday was like, if I don't get out of this small town, I'm never going to get out. And, uh, just kind of, gave up everything, quit my job and moved um, and like broke up with my long-term partner at the time and just kind of went into a new city and didn't really know that many people, but have definitely not looked back since. (laughs) No, it's so scary, but at the same time, it's like, I remember my mom came out with me when I made the move because it was just like a lot for me Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. do on my own. And I was very overwhelmed. So, and I remember her saying, you know, she had me when she was pretty young. She was 23. And she said, you know, I, I obviously don't regret having you. And I'm so, I'm so happy I did. She's like, but 
if I could do it all over again. She's like, I would have waited a few more years and have left LA. And she's like, I'm, she said, I'm so proud of you and happy for you. But there's that little part of me that's kind of jealous that you're doing this because I stayed in LA because that's where my family was. And it, it, it was my home. And she's like, that's all I knew. And, you know, it was different for her. She's an only child. So mm. at the end, when my grandparents were sick before they had eventually both passed away, it was all on her. And that stuff, you know, I worry about the future and not being close to my family, my great aunt, you know, not doing that well. And I don't see her enough. That She's kind of at the point now where she doesn't really know who I am. She can't picture me. Um, mm. So that's really tough. If, if I were there, I'd get to see her every week and she'd know. So, you know, little things like that, not the little things, but that's pretty tough. But other than that, it it's the scariest, best thing I ever did. Yeah. And, and you know, L.A., my mom always reminded me, L.A. is not going anywhere. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> until there's like a really big earthquake. But L.A. is still <laughs> there right now. And I don't have to. I, I, I really don't think I'll be in Chicago um, forever. I don't. I love it here. I could absolutely see leaving in a few years, but I don't want to move alone again. So we kind of have to see where everything goes. But for now, you know, I'll be here for a while, but I, I can't see living somewhere where it's this cold for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, I, I feel you like that. I'm all about the West Coast. now it's home. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So how did you um, first meet Elena then? And how did you guys know that you would work well together as business partners? Um, we met at my Christmas party and we absolutely did not know we we would work well together. We barely knew each other at the time. So, yeah. So everyone thinks we were friends. We were not, we weren't enemies. We just barely, I mean, we became friends over time. You know, I had, I thought she seemed great. Um, but we had met a total of three times before deciding to work together. So, yeah. So I read her blog and back in the days when I had time to read blogs and like that was so fun. (laughs) Anyway, I miss that. So I read Elena's blog and our mutual friend, Jess Lively, um, was coming to my Christmas party. And I was like, oh, bring Elena. She seems so nice. I really want to meet her. And this was my first Christmas in Chicago. So December 2010. And I had like some neighbors and some bloggers. And it wasn't like, you know, it was like 10, like not 15, maybe like 12, 13 people, whatever. Um, And so Elena shows up and all of my like, friends that aren't in the blog world. How did you know each other? Oh, we just met right now through our blogs. Like we had never met and she seemed great. We got along, but there wasn't that like instant, we've got to be best friends and hang out all the time kind of connection or anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So that was December. Um, That winter, we got together with Jess for a girl's night at Elena's place. And we're kind of, whenever you hang out with Jess, it very much turns into like either what's going on with my life now or what do I want? She's like, she is the woman about intention. Just, yeah. Man, she, that girl, every time I talk to her, I feel so much better about everything. She's one of the best people I know. So anyway, we, <laughs> we were talking to Jess about kind of our futures and our lives and what we wanted to do. And at the time I had this aha moment of, I wanted to start a magazine and kind of, you know, profile the lives and homes of real women instead of every time you go into El Decor or anything, it's like, these crazy high-end homes or stories about celebrities and, you know, people or whatever other magazine you're reading. And um, it was all kind of inspired by 13 going on 30 when Jenna Rink goes up and gives, I, I can't believe this is, this is what did it though, but it's just funny to reference <laughs> that movie. But she, she stands up in front of everyone and she's like, who are these women? 
I don't know any of them. She's like, I want to see my neighbors, my neighbor and my cousin's sister, you know, my cousin, my sister and the stories of real women. These are the women to look up to. And I was like, yeah, really, that that is who we should be looking Mm -hmm. up to. And like people you can actually be. I'm never going to be Halle Berry. She's beautiful and talented and amazing. I'm not going to be her. And I'm probably never going to have her salary. I'm never going to have her bank account. I'm never going to own a home like that. And that's and that's fine because that's not who I am. But I want to see the really awesome woman who worked her way up in, you know, PR or finance or doing something creative that I can look up to and who followed a career path similar to one I might be able to follow. So, Mm -hmm. but I was a sociologist turned graphic designer and I didn't know the first thing about any of it. And I remember Elena kind of talking about, you know, wanting to do her own thing too. And we both kind of didn't really know what was going on. And, uh, you know, we were fine with our jobs, but we weren't, living our dream and kind of, and doing the thing we were most passionate about every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, that still didn't lead to us sitting down together. <laughs> so we got together in May with a group of like maybe 15 Chicago bloggers. Um, again, still thought she was great. That didn't really lead to us hanging out either. Um, and then I was hired by Glitter Guide to photograph Elena in July. And I spent hours with her because I was photographing her, her and her home um, for the style at home feature. Oh. And that's when we really started talking. And we'd already both knew we, we kind of did some, wanted to do something else. So we decided to sit down for coffee. So we, at this point, that was our fourth meeting ever in life. Um, <laughs> and we sat down for maybe two hours and we left the meeting. We're like, okay, so we're going to do this. Yep. Okay, great. And we were on Gchat, what, every day forever since? And uh, yeah, that was that was it. That's crazy. So, That's so crazy. So we really didn't know. I remember saying this to her recently. Like, I was like, did you think that we'd be working together years later? She was like, I mean, yeah. I was like, yeah, I didn't think that through at all. <laughs> I, I was like, this could have gone very badly. <laughs> we could have not, you know, it, it turned into, I've spent holidays with her family and She's been, when my dog was really sick, she was, she just kind of took over. You know, if one of us goes through something, the other is kind of there to just pick up um, where we can't fill in. And, and that has been, you know, we've both, I think, been very lucky in that regard. And she, you know, understands and respects where I'm coming from. And I do with her too. And if there's something I think we should do, I, you know, I'll run by her. And she's like, I don't think that's a fit. There's no, you know, we might say, oh, why? But but there's this respect we have for each other where we really do trust each other. Um, and I know that she, you know, cares about how I feel and I care about how she feels, but we also care about, you know, the greater good of our business. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we, and we balance really well. Like I, she's very good at training people, for example. And like, that is not my thing. I could probably be okay at it. I guess I hate doing it. So she, you know, will train all our editors and she's just the hiring process. She's great at it. She really excels at it. So, um, and you know, we each kind of have our, our things that we, we've sort of taken over. Um, and yeah, it, it, I think we make a really good team. It's worked out quite well. That's great. So let's talk a little bit about the process leading up to the launch of the every girl. I think from an outsider's perspective, a lot of times when like a new blog or website will launch, it'll be like, Oh, it's there, but people don't understand or appreciate how much work goes into, putting together all the content and figuring out kind of the architecture of the site and just 
all of the things that make it seem so effortless. So, um, how did you two hold each other accountable for sort of the six months leading up to launching the site? And like, how did you know what sections to have on the site and what articles and how many articles to launch with? Oh, geez. Um, I think we just wanted a little bit of content, like one or two. I think it was that we had like one or two articles per section. Oh, okay, um, okay. And we basically knew, you know, we wanted to cover the basics of fashion, food, mm-hmm. finance, decor. Um, I don't know if we started with health. That was something I really wanted on there. Um, yeah, I hear you CrossFit. You know, we wanted a What? I hear you CrossFit. Yeah, I do. I That's do. That's cool. It's a... Yeah, it's 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 fun. I've, I'm on a little break right now and just kind of doing some other stuff. I, mm-hmm. You know, I've been on and off for a while, and I went from my very extreme CrossFit's the only thing and it's the best thing ever to, <laughs> I think, just in the past two years in life, um, I've just become a lot more balanced and found a lot more balance and kind of learned from getting to the point where I, I kind of would, I dive into things head first and I tend to overdo them. And I think I've just, like, it's been a very good hate to like sound cheesy and say growing experience, but, mm-hmm. but I've, I've learned a lot the past few years and I feel like I just, especially with the way we, we worked round the clock. So we were both um, working full time. And then for that, the first six months, the launch leading up to that was insane. And then, um, and I think our first up until that first year, like starting January till the beginning of March, I had a total of three days off. Um, wow including weekends. And it was just, you know, I had to make money because I was supporting myself. So I was doing graphic design full time. And then we also had to work on the every girl and our first year, year and a half, we didn't, you know, we made some money, but it wasn't enough for us to both be full time by any means. And we didn't take anything out of our, out of our accounts at all. Um, so, you know, I was working two full time jobs and we didn't really have, we had a couple we had a couple lovely young women who were helping us, but our team was nowhere near what it is today with like, you know, part-time editors managing each section. So it was, it was hard. And, um, I basically worked myself to the point that like, I, I got sick a lot. Um, and I'm so glad that happened because I, I feel like I learned a lot from the experience, but life just feels a lot healthier now. Um, to yeah. say the least. So like sometimes you really was, have to you know, push your limits to realize where those limits are, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, I, you know, there are still definitely those, those late nights. And, but even the past few weeks, I feel like we've just gotten to the point where we, you know, yesterday I, I had a real lunch with someone. Like I went and I was at this co-working space we go to and I actually put my computer away and had lunch. Mm. I don't think I've done that. Oh my gosh, I've maybe had a, maybe not even a handful of times in the last year. Like, I don't do that. I work through lunch. So always, like, it's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. nice to like be in a place now where, and I still take on some design projects. I do, I do them slowly. I warn my clients up front that this is not a fast process and this is my side gig, but you know, so I'll take on one or two at once and it'll take a while to complete them. But I think, you know, I don't know that we, we knew exactly, I mean, no, I know we didn't know what we were doing, but we had, you know, a rough idea and looking at the design of the site, we were not, I was a blog designer, but not a web designer. Mm -hmm. We didn't understand kind of the layout and how things needed to work. So once we had enough money, we 
redesign the site, um, but we had we hired a team to redesign it. And I think, you know, we learned a lot from that. There were definitely um, some mistakes there. And I think, but I think ultimately the thing I learned the most is, you know, the job is, is important. And there are times that, you know, work's going to happen on the weekends or late at night, but at the end of the day, your health and your happiness have to have to come into play. And, um, and yeah, if you don't take care of yourself, no one else is going to. So yeah, for sure. And you're not, and, and you're ultimately not going to be okay. Um, and eventually you will kind of break. <laughs> yes. And and that has happened. But so, yeah, it just, I feel like I'm in like, like just we're in a really good place and our team is incredible. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're just these like, awesome and talented women and being able to, you know, if a travel submission comes in, I can hand that over to, to Rima and she can just take over. And it's like, I was, like, I, I was thinking about it yesterday or the day before I was talking to a good friend of mine. Um, and I was like, I, I can't understand how we did this without a team. <laughs> because looking at, I'm like, and, and, you know, back then we had one article a day and, and some of them were, I mean, pretty short, but, um, but yeah, now it's, you know, two a day and, uh, but it's, you know, it, yeah, the whole thing has been kind of this crazy, surreal, amazing learning. Yeah. It's evolved so, so much. Like as I yeah. was saying before, I've definitely been following it since its launch and I don't know if it's just the online kind of lifestyle blog community is small, but, um, it's funny. So when I first moved over to Vancouver, like two months after I moved over, I went to alt summit in Salt Lake city and met mm-hmm. Jess there, ironically. And like, as you were saying before, um, with her just being really good about having conversations and talking about life and stuff, um, she did a session with like 15 of us at it. And I was like bawling my eyes out at the session. <laughs> like being like, what am I doing with my life? Like, it was she's, so funny. She's one of those people who like, will get you to think, but then will also just, yeah, just inspire you to, think outside of anything you could have met. I don't know. She did like, it's amazing how you go to lunch with her or brunch with her and it turns into this amazing therapy session, but so much better than that. And for me, at least, mm-hmm. you know, I am lucky enough to call her a friend. Um, and we were in Austin last, the last month. Um, yeah. And we just had this amazing brunch with her that, you know, I thought we'd have a quick brunch and it was three, three and a half hours of mm. just talking about everything. And yeah, yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> Um, sorry. So, um, I have a question for you in terms of people that want to start their own blog or website. Do you have any tips on how they can just take action to do it and launch it? Cause I think a lot of people feel really overwhelmed and they're like, Oh, like, how am I going to do this? And then it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, it is overwhelming and the, the game has changed so much since I got into it because back when I started blogging, there weren't really like it, I kept it really quiet for the first year. I didn't tell anyone because mm-hmm. it wasn't like a thing that everyone was doing. And now I think it's become so saturated in a way. And that's not mm-hmm. to say you can't stand out because there are amazing new blogs that have started in the last year that are doing quite well. Um, I think, you know, it's really important to have an idea of what you want to write about, whether that means having an editorial calendar, which I do recommend, or just, you know, just knowing kind of what you, what you want to say and why you would read why you would read your blog if this was a blog that, you know, just popped up and you need to be ready to post every day to keep people coming back and hire a graphic designer. If you don't have the ability to design it yourself, because at this point, every blog out there 
you know, they basically look, um, pretty professional and they've all, you know, been designed by someone. Um, and there are plenty of, of graphic slash blog designers out there these days. So, um, and you know, as far as a website, that's just a totally different ball game. I think for us, the reason it, it works the way it did and it, it did so well is we had put three and five years respectively into blogging. So I started in 2007, mm-hmm. I started in 2009 and, our blogs had grown quite a bit and we had formed these really great um, friendships with women in the blog world. And when we were launching, you know, we ended up featuring quite a few of them and we, we shared some sneak peeks with some and they were all really eager and willing to help and spread, to help spread the word. Um, and I think without that and without our blogs, I mean, I'm not saying the Evergirl never would have grown, but it certainly wouldn't have had any traffic at the beginning because no one would have known about it. So, you know, I would say that's how, that's how the site initially, um, initially grew. Mm, But, you know, the connections we formed, we were able to reach out to our friends who are all doing really awesome things or to a fashion blogger that we knew who would be willing to work on a fashion feature. We, we formed, it wasn't a, I'm reaching out to you. I don't know you and I want something from you. It's a, Hey, we've been friends for a couple of years and we've been talking. I'd love to highlight you know, your career story or your blog, and they're happy to do that. So I think that that helped a lot. Um, but, you know, for someone wanting to start something, I think if you can't do it on your own, find the right person to do it with. Um, I never could have come close to launching anything like The Every Girl by myself. I knew that. I pined over it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, had it not been with Elena, it wouldn't have happened. Um, so... It's either finding the right person or just the right designer and kind of figuring out what you want to put out there and why. Um, and then just go for it. That's great advice. I love it. Um, so let's talk about really briefly, did you, you talked a little bit about kind of transitioning into being an entrepreneur, um, managing your own graphic design studio and stuff. Did that happen organically or did you have a moment where you were like, I need to quit the nine to five grind and just work for myself? Or had you always wanted to do um, that? No, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I, I kind of fell into it. And that's not to say I didn't work very hard to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But you know that my job wasn't working out. And I was designing a few blogs a week. And I'm, I, I was in a place where I wasn't living on my own yet. So I, I had, you know, I was paying for my car and um, basic bills. But I didn't have rent, which was obviously a, you know, a big factor. Um, and I, I just figured I would give it a try. Um, and, and I was able to really see things grow. And, you know, I wasn't really, I never paid for advertising. I just ended up working with a lot of really awesome bloggers. And I, you know, I reached out to a handful of pretty big bloggers who I, I offered to just design their blog for free. Um, and there was one in particular, who I think I had like 20 orders within a day or two because her blog was really big. Um, So that helped a lot. Yeah, it was crazy. So, um, yeah, I would say there wasn't this day of I'm going to do this, but it was more of a, this job is not working out. And I left and I was like, well, this is what I'm doing right now. And I, you know, I was looking for jobs, but I Mm. didn't find anything. And I interviewed at one point for something and like finance and oh, it just would have been horrible for me. (laughs) So not to say finance isn't great if you understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I'm not, and it is not something I would want to do every day. And that traditional office environment, you know, isn't necessarily for me. There are people who can't work from home who are like, I don't understand how you stay motivated. And, 
well, if I don't, work's not getting done. So there's no, you know, back when I was just doing graphic design, I would absolutely like run to the grocery store during the day or, you know, grab a quick lunch. But, you know, that meant working later in the day. You're not, you're not, so many people had this misconception back then. Oh, it's so nice. You can sleep in and do what you want. I'm like, well, I actually can't, but okay. Yeah, I'm so, with you. I um, definitely try and maintain like a regular work week and I'll get up at like 6.30 or 7 during the week and just yeah. get her going. <laughs> yeah. So, And it just depends on the day. There are the days you're done at 5. There are the days you're done at 7. There are the days you're done at midnight. So yeah. you kind of have to just, you know, roll with the punches. Um, but yeah, so there wasn't really a plunge so much as I just, fell into it, but also worked hard to make it happen, if okay. that makes enough sense. Yeah, totally. Um, so with the Every Girl, um, I know there's a lot of bloggers that will start off writing articles daily or weekly and then eventually want to transition their site and have some sort of e-commerce portion of the site. So I know when um, you two did your redesign, you launched all these amazing products on your site. How did you come up with the concepts for that or know that there was like, was there a right time to launch it or did you just kind of launch it and be like, okay, let's see if this works or not. Or how did it? Uh, Yeah. You know, a little bit of everything I, from day one. So this was one of my like childhood slash like probably junior high, high school dreams was to have, I didn't even know what the product line would be. I figured something decor related because that's what I love. But kind of since early on, I was like, we need a product line. And, and Elena, you know, I'm more of the, like, let's do this. And she's like, okay, that's a good idea. But how about we, we perfect this first? Or how about we, you know, it's nice to have that balance of, well, that's not a bad idea, but maybe not right now. Um, so, you know, I think we had kind of talked about it and thought it was a good idea. And we had, um, you know, one of the questions we asked everyone that we profiled on the site is what advice do you have for your 23-year-old self? Because that's like right when you're out of college and you are at this scary, what the hell am I doing mm-hmm. stage. And um, we had a couple quotes that people really, really loved. And we're like, well, what if we put those on something to kind of give you your little like daily dose of inspiration and the items were really budget-friendly because budget-friendly and affordable, you know, is a something that's important to, to the every girl. Um, and, you know, we happen to be redesigning the site um, it was, it, it, I think it, when did it, was it November? So it was like right around the holidays. It all just kind of, it all just kind of worked out, but we decided that it was something that was worth trying and we were redesigning. So we thought we'd just, you know, add a shop and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and see. And we definitely learned a lot with, uh, yeah, ordering product and uh, the shipping process was probably hell until just before the holidays last year. And we, mm. um, found a distribution center to help us with that because it, I mean, we were shipping out like anywhere from hundred to 150 boxes a week and we were packaging them. Oh, really? With our interns. And we're like, this oh is not God. our job and not to say <laughs> the packaging is not an important thing, but we have a site to run. We literally didn't have time. So that was rough and just storing all the products. So, you know, that, that I think made it a much more seamless um, process, but but yeah, it just felt like something that, you know, we, we, we didn't, we didn't like test the market. We didn't, we didn't see what we'd do well. We didn't really do any research. We just kind of were like, all right, let's give this a try. Um, and you know, the, the prints did pretty well. So like, all right, let's try mugs. Okay. Let's try travel tumblers. And yeah. Yeah. And I think obviously you already had a decent following at that point and 
there's something to be said for we really did. beautiful pieces, right? If you do like a really great job designing and making them outstanding, like it's going to attract people. So, and it, you know, and these weren't really about having this like. I mean, we worked with some amazing illustrators, some letters who did beautiful work for us, but mm-hmm. they're not these over the top crazy. You know, it's they're pretty simple, but really, you know, pretty and mm-hmm. um, and they're really just designed to inspire. So. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, Instagram has been, like, the platform for, you know, we'll post one, and that's where we, we see our sales. So we don't, we never really advertise. Um, but, yeah, people seem to like them. It's done pretty well, and, you know, I could definitely see maybe at some point expanding, but we've talked about it, but it's like then we fall back into our daily groove, and it just yeah, kind of, of doesn't course. happen. Yeah, um, so you recently celebrated the third anniversary for the every girl. So what are three of the biggest takeaways that you've had for managing the site over the, the last three years? Um, wow. So I would say, yeah, first and foremost, have a healthy as possible work life balance. And when you can't do something, ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's needing to step away, if you've had a rough day, like you, you, you're nothing comes before you being okay, being healthy and happy. Um, and that, you know, you can work really hard without killing yourself. (laughs) Um, so, and without completely overdoing it. Um, the next I would say really choose the right people to work with. Um, like Elena and I, you know, in that sense, we didn't know what we were getting into and that worked out and we got really lucky, but looking back that could have gone very badly. So, you know, I would say pick someone you, you know, that you, in our case, we didn't, but, you know, hopefully pick someone, you know, you can work with who shares the same vision as you, if you're going to have a business partner. And I would say that it should be the same for the team. We've gotten really lucky to have some amazing interns and editors, but, to really make things clear on like what people's roles are. We were such bad, I hate to use the word bosses because that sounds so weird at the beginning. The first <laughs> interns we hired, oh my gosh, I want to say at one point, like, and we're still friends with them. One of them is our copy editor. Like we love these girls, but we just didn't know the first thing about managing anyone. So mm-hmm. we basically just fell off the face of the earth and like stopped defining things because we didn't, I didn't even know how to ask someone to do something. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, I think just, really taking the time to get to like figure out your team and your role. Um, And the third thing I would say, and I don't know how much this is managing the site or just having a blog, but I always tell anyone interested in blogging this, this one point, um, really watch what you put out there. And I went through a point, you know, for me, a lot of what I've gone through has been, you know, pretty tough and, I, I kind of figured I went through everything so I could share my story and hopefully help someone. Mm-hmm. So I, I put it all out there. And then when I was all obsessed with CrossFit at the beginning, I put it out there and I had, you know, there was this guy I was dating two years ago and I really, really liked him. And I put that out there and, and I was just in this place where it was like, my life kind of felt like this public thing. And like, I had to share what was going on and, I definitely don't do that anymore. And that's not to say I wouldn't share a story on something I'm struggling with on my personal blog or, but overall I've I've definitely taken some very, very big steps back. Um, And I've learned that my private life is mine 
Um, yeah. and I am not obligated to share anything. I'm with you on that. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I would just say, don't put it, nothing is out there that I wouldn't be okay with, you know, anyone seeing. I didn't, nothing bad happened. It was just very, I, 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 in my opinion, overshared. And, yeah, and it's challenging, like, and, you on, know, the, on the personal side with relationships and stuff, like, they do end at times, and then it's just, and then I've already yeah, put it I all out there, ready. it's kind of awkward, I didn't right? want to say anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so I had put it all out there, but then I was like, yeah, I'm done talking about this. And it was more of a, I think just everything felt so public, and I, you know, up until about a year or two ago, I was blogging very regularly on my blog. And, you know, each each year, the, last, the past two years, there have been 100 fewer posts on my blog per year. So I've definitely stepped back a lot because it's just, I love blogging, not exactly how I want to spend my free time. And I've disconnected a lot. I was on social media a lot. It just became, in this world, it can become such a big part of your day-to-day life. And, you know, since I, I used to check in on Facebook and just kind of do all those things because mm-hmm. it was social media and that's what I did. And... I've, you know, I, I post a lot less on Instagram now. I don't even have Facebook and Twitter on my phone. Um, I, yeah, and I've, I've since like, I've pretty much stopped checking email on my phone and just kind of taking time to disconnect from everything. And like, when you're not at work, don't work. Yeah, that's and one thing I'm trying to do. Yeah, I'm just because you it. run a business doesn't mean you have to, I would always be on my phone checking email and it's like, okay, so maybe there will be 10 extra tomorrow, but like, take some time to be in the moment with who you're with and you don't need to share everything. Um, And I would just say to step back from social one and where you can from all the social media stuff. So I just have a couple more questions for you. Do you, how do you personally maintain a work-life balance? Like I think you alluded to that when just taking a step back from social and that sort of thing. But obviously that's one of those like buzzwords that I think, I don't don't know if I'm being biased, but it's more challenging for women. To work-life balance. Yeah, everyone, everyone's always talking about balance all yeah. the time, and it actually to the point where like I don't, I don't like to use it, but it is the word that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, kind of everything I've said. Like that has been probably my biggest takeaway in everything. Um, and it's you know I'll have my days. I used to I I used to write about my personal blog a lot about how stressed I was. So stressed. I I worked myself to the point that I, I got shingles. I was very stressed oh, out. My. And my stress levels, especially even just over the past few months, have kind of died down. It doesn't mean I don't have those moments, but like if I do, you know, take your dog for a walk, go take a minute and like just relax and listen to some music. Like I'm not a heart surgeon. Anything I'm doing can wait an hour for me to take a moment to breathe. Mm -hmm. And, or, you know, in this case, now that it's not negative 20 degrees, go for a run or you know, I think just with everything, I, I always had this very dive into everything headfirst and do the best you can and be the best. And, and I think, you know, letting yourself live and taking the time for you and, and having, I think for me with the, with the work-life balance most recently has been the social media thing of just, you know, really stepping back and I might share a dog photo or, you know, from traveling, I'll definitely share some photos, but I don't, I just I stopped putting everything out there and and that just kind of felt better to have something for me. And mm-hmm. and I would say to just, you know, taking taking the time to step away and to let yourself just kind of not be in this world, especially if what you do is online. Like 
Yeah, for sure. Not, you know, it's like you're always posting here, posting there, doing this, managing this, emailing. So it's like maybe when you're not at work, don't, don't email and like actually take the time to be away. I went and got my hair done last week and instead of emailing, I read a magazine. Normally I would sit there and email. That is just what I would do when I would be on and checking, you know, something or posting to the every girl's Instagram. And it's like, you know what? I'm at this appointment. I'm just going to relax and enjoy this moment and read a magazine. And it just, it gives your brain a rest and some time to just like be. So, yeah. Yeah. I've definitely learned recently that you need to have downtime in order to have uptime in your business, if that makes sense. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So I would say, and just really like enjoy your moment with your friends and don't, I'm not saying don't post to social, but like, if you have to take that photo, take it and then put your phone away. I was the girl who was taking the brunch photo and then had to post it. And like, why do it later? Mm-hmm. Like be in the moment and just check out from all of that. And, and just, you know, em- embrace this time with your friends because you don't, we don't have all the time in the world and you're not always with them. And, you know, just really enjoy being with the people in your life and not focusing on like sharing that moment with other people, but sharing the moment with them. Yeah, for sure. So do you have any um, mantras or daily routines that you follow to stay excited and motivated and confident each day? Mm, I don't know. I always remember um, we did a career profile on Joy the Baker and her, her quote that it's been like, it's done really well on some of our products is you're not the kind of girl who settles, keep not settling. And there are so many times in my life I almost settled. I could have been, you know, a divorced single parent right now had I married my first boyfriend. Not he didn't propose, but I'm just saying, had I gone down yeah, that yeah, path and stayed with him, I would probably be divorced right now or in a t- terrible relationship. So, you know, and, and L.A. didn't seem right, so I left. Um, I think this, it's so easy to just stay put. Um, so I would say that's been that's been a really big one and but otherwise no um no and I would say lately at least for me like when things feel really hard I just try to focus on everything that's really good because you know I've I've gotten hit kind of hard in the last year on and off and you know a, a year ago my dog almost died and uh and then a month later I was having knee surgery and oh I went through a breakup and it just kind of felt like a lot. And, uh, and you know, it's, 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 everything's not exactly where I thought it'd be, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I, I think that I've gotten pretty good at, I'll have my day. I'm really sad over something, but it's like, all right, I, I like try to put myself in check and remember, this is great. This is great. This is great. And like, I'm going through this hard thing, but will this matter in a year? No. Yeah, yeah, or like, yeah. will this matter two months from now? Is it all going to be okay? Cause I'm, I used to very much be the person who like something would happen. I'd kind of freak out and you know, I, yeah, I would just say trying to stay positive and like, remember the things that are good. Cause everybody, there is always a silver lining always of some mm-hmm. kind. Um, so yeah, I don't know how helpful that is, but I would no, say that's, that's great. All right. Well, my final question for you today that we ask all of the guests on the show is what is your number one tip for others on how they can be love noteworthy in their business and life? And I think you've talked about a lot of things today throughout yeah. the interview. Um, 
I think, you know, for business, thinking about who who your audience is, if you have an audience, if that's, you know, for us, it's how can we be as intentional as, as we mean to be? And there are times, you know, brands will reach out and we're like, this is not a fit. Our readers won't like that or this won't work. And we just say no. Um, and, you know, thinking about what will what will really inspire people and and how people will be impacted. And, you know, if it's not an online business, how can you reach out to someone and impact someone and and make their day a little better or just be the best at whatever it is that you're doing um, and be that person that people want to work with or want to look up to or, you know, want to share something with. I think for me, in my personal life, I do everything I can to be the friend who is there for people. Um, and, you know, if a friend is having a procedure done, I want to be the person, not to say that I wouldn't want someone else to be like, I'm the person who's there to pick them up. Um, and, you know, my friend's dog was sick this weekend and she called me crying and I was like, I'll be there in five minutes. I'm going with you. And we spent the day at the hospital. Like whatever, nothing is more important than the people who matter to you and your, and your health, of course. But so if, if a friend is going to need me and it's not a matter of like, so they can say I was great. I just, I love, I love my friends. And for me, especially, you know, I don't have family here, so they are my family. Mm-hmm. And, and in the same way that I'm able to be there for them, I went through something a few days ago and my friend Katie was at brunch uh, with her boyfriend. And right after brunch, they both came over to, to be here with me. And, you know, I am, I think I have, and I'm sure many people feel so I think I have some of the greatest friends in the world. And I think giving people what you want back in return and just being cheesy and sappy as it sounds like the best friend you possibly can. And just think about, you know, how can I, how can I be, how can I be the, the best in my life, you know, for everyone and just really, it's not a matter of trying to be the best. Does that make sense? But just like give, give the most that you can without overdoing it and knowing when you need time for you, but like, really being able to be there for people. Um, yeah. So whether that's in business or, you know, friendship, whatever it is, just kind of putting out the best vibes and the best, the best of yourself that you can. That's great advice. I love right. it. And very unique. Thank you so much, Danielle. Um, as I was mentioning before, I've been a huge fan of the every girl. Like you just have no idea. I'm just trying to contain myself right now but oh my gosh. thank <laughs> so, you yeah thank so you, I, just, I don't even know what to say to that but yeah like <laughs> I I have to tell you that myself and my a lot of my friends that do blogging and that sort of thing like you have created a massive impact not just across the U.S. but to us Canadians as well and I'm sure around the world so thank you for being such a strong powerhouse woman and continuing to inspire people with the every girl um And for the audience that's listening, my challenge today is, can you tell us that one thing that you've done to take massive massive action in your business or life? We would love to hear it. Uh, That is all the time we have today. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And I am very grateful that you have been continuing to support the Love Noteworthy show over the past number of months. And I hope that you have a fantastic week, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.